Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. PJ's podcast. Welcome to PJ's podcast, where we speak of the three things that matter: politics, Jesus, and sports. Monty, what is up, brother? Uh, not much, man. You know, uh, got done with a long week, and you know, moving on to Fourth of July weekend. So, uh, nothing. Just looking towards the weekend, man. How about yourself, man? Same. You doing anything? Uh. We have no plans as of right now, so but you know, Bathman, it'll take her five minutes to drum up. Yeah, something. I, I I never know what's going on, right? We just kind of do as we're told, right? Mm-hmm. I let the wife handle, you know, handle the planning, and I just kind of yeah. go along with it, which I'm good with. Yeah, yeah, I, no, yeah. I really I don't like, care. I think like today, I I came home and there's like my wife and three other moms in the pool with like I don't know eight kids and I was like oh I'm gonna go mow the yard <laughs> yeah I'm gonna go uh, distract myself right I don't I yeah. don't want any part of this yeah right yeah 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 and then there, your wife would have been there but I heard, heard your kids came down for a little bug or something, something's going on at your, your strep. house oh man strep. So, Bam's got so strep oh how's, how's he yeah. how did, it's diff, it's different for babies though it's, how's he doing well it's different for Bam because he doesn't have any um, oh right system. Right, right, he doesn't right. make T and B cells, so he's having a hard time fighting it. Well, we caught it so early, we think that he's going to be okay. We've got him on antibiotics, so nice. Hopefully, hopefully we caught it early enough. Yeah, um, yeah. But he has a hard time fighting anything off, so strep is is not fun. But Rowan right. also has an ear infection with Ooh. strep throat, so Ooh. it's been rough, dude. It's been yeah. really, really rough. <laughs> I've literally had to sit on the couch for the last two hours rubbing his back. So he wouldn't oh, scream and yell about the pain. Oh so my it's gosh. just been an amazing night for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Could, couldn't get up you're, either. Like I could so ha- not get up whatsoever. <laughs> How happy are you that you're back in town? <laughs> oh man. It's, let's not even go down that path, Monica. <laughs> Although, dude, it was hot. It was so hot in Arizona. Yeah. Like I mean, coming off. So we walked where where the the shop was. Mm-hmm. We walked maybe a block down the street to go to this. All right. I don't know what's going on with Oklahoma, but Arizona has some cool freaking restaurants. So this oh, was yeah. a like a drive through uh, salad place. Like they only served salads, but it was like a little drive through. Right. Like what? what you see at like Freddy's Custard where you can't go inside. It's all right, out, right. outdoor seating or drive through. And it was it was yeah. all salad stuff. And you get like wraps like salad wraps, like I got a chicken Caesar. Dude, it was really cool. And everybody was like, you have these in Oklahoma? I was like, hell no, dude. (laughs) Not at all. We're about 10 years behind everybody else with the cool stuff. They don't have a bronze though. No, they don't. No, they they don't. That's the one thing that we have, but it's still not as cool as a dry salad. They don't have a taco boy. They don't have a taco bueno. They don't? Is taco bueno not a national chain? No. Mm-mm. what dude no. that's are you sure i remember when uh when i was in kentucky and we would drive home for like the summer or for like christmas break the very first place we would always stop was taco bueno because the like it's it's a regional thing dude, so I think, i've never thought about that before yeah yeah so that's crazy this is maybe maybe sonic because sonic's in like out of oklahoma city or somewhere over there so well i mean I it's know. based out of oklahoma city but it's nationwide yeah it's it's There's huge but... all over the nation now i mean There's... we we don't have a lot of cool stuff but no, we, we make up for it with our greasy burgers at Brahms yeah. and our uh, <laughs> our uh, yeah. greasy taco meat at Taco Bueno. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're definitely missing out, but yeah, I'm there, not there, there it is.
No, but Phoenix, right, so, um, the whole area is nice. What area? Phoenix, like Phoenix, and we talk about that. Phoenix, Scottsdale. Dude, it that, it the really area. is like yeah. Scottsdale's nice. We yeah. ate at this little. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't even consider it as a Mexican restaurant. It was like an upscale Mexican restaurant. Yeah, um, what are those? First off, uh, we had <laughs> we had a double a double shot of Buffalo Trace on the rocks. Not on the rocks. I'm sorry. Clean, as they put neat. it. Right. It's neat. It's supposed neat. to be neat. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, come on. Everybody knows now that I don't drink my whiskey, yeah, meat, yeah, right? I was trying to yeah. trying to keep that, uh, you know, uh, away from from the public. But um, yeah, so we had that, and then we had salmon tacos, mm. and then pork tacos and beef tacos. And that was uh, delicious, though. I did it. It was it was really good, but it wasn't yeah. just your normal Mexican restaurant, right? Um, right. But it was really good. The food's food was phenomenal. So I, I really enjoyed it. But back to my my original story, we walked a block and we had to walk across like the normal road where the mm-hmm. asphalt is. And it was it's like 110 degrees. And then walking across that black asphalt, I felt like I was going to melt. I mean, it was so <laughs> damn hot. I could only make it a block without just being drenched <laughs> with sweat. I mean, it was absolutely insane. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yep. Oh. All right, well, um, let's. Uh, what do you want to start with, politics or sports? Uh, let's let's uh, let's let's knock out some politics. I mean, you, you have one one big hot topic that we you know. Dude, you... I got I got one one topic that I want to want to speak on, and it's the ruling from the Supreme Court. Mm. Basically, they ruled that affirmative affirmative action is actually against the Constitution, right? right? And I wanted to get your take on on this because. You know, to me, it seems pretty simple, right? Don't judge people by the color of their skin. Pretty simple. But what everybody was focusing on was the admission into universities, right? And if you go to YouTube or the news, everybody is saying this is a step backwards, right? This is a step backwards in America. And I'm just sitting there going, how is this a step backwards again? Like... The Supreme Court said you have to judge people by the content of their character and their accolades, right, from high school to get into college. And you guys are saying that they should get into college or have a better chance of getting into college because of the color of their skin. So you're judging them by their skin color. The court's saying you can't do that, but it's a step backwards in race relations. So I'm, I'm highly confused where they're like, how are they getting to this point? Right. Like, right. I, I don't understand. I, I mean, I get the whole, you know, history, right. We have a terrible history. I get it. But at the end of the day, how is, you know, um, racially profiling people trying to get into college, a step forward in the race relations within the United States. Right. So, man, I like, um, I totally agree with you. And I can kind of see, I, I see and I understand both sides, right? So obviously, you know, affirmative action when it comes to uh, being, people being admitted in schools. And I think even Claire, Clarence Thomas actually, you know, he's African-American and he voted against it. And he talked about when he went to Yale, right? And, you know, and obviously this is a guy who has excelled academically his whole life. And when he got to Yale, basically, you know, he had people go and tell him like the only reason why he was here was because of his color, which, you know, 
upset him right and not and you know because you know he worked hard his whole life he's achieved a lot of things his whole life and you know he was saying you know proud that he went to Yale because of that where you know he had people tell him you know um, that he was at Yale because of other reasons and so that's why he kind of knocked it down right because you know it should be um, based upon your merits and you know something that you achieved and you know how we, we've talked about in the past when it talks about you know this current administration putting you know women people of color you know lgbtq making people making picks for the house solely right. based on right. the color of their skin right exactly and, and not basically the people who uh earn it right the people who deserve mm -hmm. to be there um and you know obviously clarence thomas you know he, he's a supreme court justice right so i'm pretty sure he deserved to be at yale but some people you know basically you know didn't even look at that and just said, hey, you're only here because uh, you're black and, you know, we have to fit a quota. So I, I totally understand that side. And I totally agree. You know, you, I mean, people, you if you want to get somewhere, you work, you should work hard to get there. Right. And 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 if you earn it and you deserve it, then you'll get there. And if, and if you don't, then you sh then you shouldn't. Um, and I think affirmative action kind of kicks in because there's people on the other side that says, Yes, there could be Clarence, a lot of Clarence Thomases out there and and that do deserve it, and they're being overlooked because of the color of their skin. So it's kind of like, you know, like, like even in the NFL, right? They created the Rooney rule that like, because, you know, when all the NFL coaches were white and they and they weren't even interviewing uh, African-American or Hispanic coaches, right? So they introduced the Rooney, the Rooney rule in football that like you at least have to interview one, right? Or, you know, just to set, you know, just the, because there's qualified candidates out there, you gotta say you do one, to, you know, to at least not say you're being discriminatory. But then, of course, they already we've seen instances where they've already picked their coach and they just give like this, basically this, you know, well, status quo interview just to say we did it. Um, but anyway, but think about think about if that coach gets the job, right? And this is this is why I think this is such a bad idea, is right. because when you say, you know, if you if you're uh, a black man and you you the nfl says you have to interview you have to consider these even if they're underqualified you have to consider them right, right. well when you put that stipulation there and a, a black man is highly qualified and gets the job you're gonna have so many people go well he only got that job because of diversity right they right. had to hire him right now now you have a group of people that don't know if they actually earned it or they were chosen because of the color of their skin, right? right? Which I don't think is a good thing to have going on, right? Yeah. It yeah. should be that he earned it because he earned it, right? right? And right. everybody knows that he earned it because he earned it, not because of the color of his skin. Right. And I, I, that's totally true. That's right. And then you have the flip side, right? Like you take Eric Bieniemy, for example, who has like masterminded, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs offense, he was the offensive coordinator, you know, since Mahomes has been there, right? Um, with him and Andy Reid and every, everyone saying how great of a coach he is and, you know, he should be in NFL and, you know, he's interviewed multiple times and still hasn't got a shot. So, and, and then some people, and so people are saying, oh, he's not a coach because obviously, because um, he's African-American. So I, I get both sides, but, you know, personally, personally, and this is the way I was raised and the way I was taught. And, you know, he's like, my, you know, my dad is like, you know, if you want something, I mean, you work hard to get it. You know, I mean, I don't care mm -hmm. what, what you know. And there's things that I wanted that I realized, hey, I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. I don't 
deserve to be there, you know, and I bowed out. Right. And then, but the things that I, you know, I want to get, I work hard to get there and I make sure that um, no matter what color, you know, skin of my competitor is or the people that are interviewing against whatever the case may be, I want to make sure that, you know, you know, my resume or, or you know, the, the cards that I hold um, close to my chest are just as good as anybody else's. And I, I mean, I, well, I think, and I think that's, that's ultimately that's should be the determining factor uh, if someone gets into a college or someone gets a job or, or whatever the case may be. And I agree with you, right? That's the way it should be. But as right. of this moment, that's that's not the way it was up until this ruling, right? Oh, right? Yeah. But I'm right. going to give you a scenario. Bronny James, right? He's had every advantage out there, right? He's got a dad that's a billionaire. He's, you know, in all the private schools, had all the private tutors. And yeah. then you take a kid that's Asian that is in, you know, the slums, you know, had to study himself. Parents are at home. If Bronny and that Asian kid take an SAT, the Asian kid gets docked points and Bronny gets added points because of the color of his skin. That's the way it works right now. Right. right. So it, they solely base it on the color of their skin. And that's the issue. That is the absolute issue is the skin color has a determining factor and has an advantage into college admissions, even though, you know, the, the kid that is black, like Bronny James has every advantage in the world. Right. And, and, and that's the major issue for me, right. Is, is everything should be done based upon the ability of that child to work hard, get the grades, get the scores, right. To get into college, no matter what the color of their skin is. And this is what right. what the court decided is is, you know, in the law, in the bounds of the Constitution, which I right. agree with 100 percent. But people are going off their freaking rocker right now, like right. absolutely off their rocker. And I mean, even Al Sharpton came on and this, I mean, it, again, I just don't understand the logic. He's like, this pushes race relations back, like back years. And right. I'm just trying to figure out, like. How does discriminating against every other race is what he's pushing for, right? To give people with with the, a black skin color, right, a bump in their SAT scores. Like that's what basically this is putting an end to. Is there's there's no um, there's no bump or there's no consideration in skin color when trying to apply for colleges. And what he's saying is. Because they're not doing that now, this is a a bump down on race relations. And and my first thought is, well, isn't judging somebody by the color of their skin racist? Like, isn't that the whole thing, right? Judging people on things that they can't, you know, help themselves on, right? You can't help the color of your skin, right? So, I mean, I, I think I understand the argument, right? And, and his argument was, you know, for... Uh, a hundred, 200 years, right? You kept black people from voting, from reading and, and writing, right? They couldn't learn to read. So this is like a, a repayment for that, right? That I mean, that's his whole argument. But if you break it down, like if you want to take that road, let's look at it in voting, right? Black people didn't have the right to vote for a very long time, but then they got the right to vote. But because they didn't have the right to vote, do we give them two votes to make up for the years that they didn't get to vote? 
Right. Or you see what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't correlate in my opinion. Am I am I off the rails here? No, like, think like I said, no, I, I, it's a valid argument. I think I said both sides have a valid argument because you know what you're saying is correct too. But you know, but what you know, people like Alice Sharpton, who is an awful example because um, we kind of you know he's the Reverend Al Sharpton. I mean, we kind of he doesn't do anything anymore. He's just a, like a figurehead to like every time something you know controversial or racist pops up, he makes a statement and then he disappears again. I would consider him a race baiter, but. Yeah, so your statement is right, and and that's just why this is such a controversial topic. Because to me, to me, like what you're saying is is right. It's like whatever what whatever you decide, whatever you pick, the other side is always going to say uh, that's being you know you're being you're discriminating the other side. So like I mean, in, in time will tell, right? So like say uh, with this happening, the African American population at Yale is ten percent. And so if in five years and 10 years, it goes down to 2%, those guys are going to come back and saying, you're discriminating against African-Americans. Um, you're looking at the application, you're seeing they're African-American and you're not even considering them, you know, and before in the past, right, affirmative actions, it's saying you need to have 5% at all times, right? So at least you're considering and hopefully within that 5%, you're picking the top 5%, right? And so, uh, but then you're just like, well, you're leaving out. What about, you know, the Caucasian? Uh, male who's just as qualified, you're basically kicking him out now for the African American, right? So both sides are having they have an argument, you know. And the idea is hopefully, you know, you're not discriminating at all against anyone. You're just you're just picking the best. You're picking the best candidate, you know. And that's and that's what the it should be. It's the only, it's the only way, way to be fair. The only way to be fair all the way but, all the way around. But, but there's no way there's no way to determine. Unless the numbers, unless the numbers say consistent, there's no way to determine if it's being fair or not, and that's why both sides are are arguing about this so much because they feel like whatever you pick, the other side is going to hurt because of it, you know. So, I mean, and we'll, well, we'll see. It's like my dad I mean, and I. I, I, get, I get, I get that argument, Ma, yeah. I, I really do. But the the fact of the matter is, is if you discriminate in any which way, it's not okay. Right. right. And to say that just because, you know, the percentage of, you know, acceptees in a in a college goes from 10 to 2 percent, that that's attributed to discrimination. That's the issue. It's like, well, why is it why is it contributed to discrimination? Right. Why can't it just be that, you know, not as many black applicants came in? Right. Like yeah. Yeah. the first initial deal is, well, that's because of discrimination. It's like, well, if if everything right. is equal across the board. Right. Right. It shouldn't be discrimination. It should be focusing in on, OK, well, why are the test scores within that community not qualifying to get into that college? Right. But people right. don't well, want to have that conversation. Well, they want to say it's discrimination instead of, right. hey, maybe we need to look a little bit of below the layers here and figure out why, you know, this particular group is scoring so low, but this particular group is scoring so high, but they live in the same neighborhood, right? Like why, why is that a thing? Right. And so all that stuff, like that's the thing in, in time would tell all that stuff is trackable. You can, you can track how many people apply to your college. You can, you can attract their, you know, their age, their sex, their, you know, their religion, even these days. And so like, and you can, and you can look and see, okay, we have, you know, and, and you're right, it, it can go from 10% to 2%. But if you went from 1000 applicants to 200 applicants, you're like, okay, there you go. That's, that's why. All right. Or if you go from, 
uh, an SAT score from 1500 down to 1100, you're okay. Well, you know, something's going wrong with the testing there or something's going wrong with uh, on their side and, and they're not qualified due to the, you know, the, the test scores or you can go to grades, all that stuff, like it's trackable and, and they can, you know, and five years, two years, 10 years down the road, you can go look, look at that. And I mean, and you can, you know, you can chart all that and you can explain why, you know, and, but the, you know, in the determining factor rule, it would be like, if everything remains the same and admission is down, then you can say, okay, something's going on here. Right. Or well, like, let, let's not forget it's against the law to discriminate. Let's not forget right. that that's punishable yeah. by right. law but, right now. Yeah. But it happens. It happens everywhere. Come on. Well, well, sure. But I'm just saying, if you're able to track the discrimination, like that, right. that is literally illegal in the United States. Like you can get put in prison for it. Right. Right. But uh, what I'm what I'm trying to say is the default shouldn't be that it's racism or dis discrimination when when uh, irregular or, or um, disparities happen in between the races. It, we shouldn't jump to. Right it's strictly discrimination or racism, or they're not, you know, um, looking at certain applicants because of the race. Like I would hope that our society has moved past that point, right? That everybody is judged equally uh, according to their merits, not the skin color. Now I'm not ignorant, right? I know that that still does, does happen, right? But I don't think it happens at a major rate, right? It's not the majority of people are still discriminating against people by the color of their skin a because it's illegal and b i think as a culture we have moved taken steps forward to move past that now i I'm, i may be wrong on that i don't think i am but i may be wrong right i, I hope i'm 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 not wrong right i hope our society has moved past uh discriminating against people by the color of their skin but knowing that um, it's not going to be backed by law that, you know, just because of the color of your skin, you get an advantage. I don't think that should be, you know, our standard when judging people, because I think that sets a bad precedent. I think, again, I keep going back to Martin Luther King, right? He wanted everybody to be judged on the content of their character or the merits of their character. And I think right. when, I think everything should be guided towards that, right? Not, yeah getting, you know, uh, payment for what happened, you know, years right. and years and years ago. I think we should be moving right. towards that standard. And I think yeah, that no, that's I, what this ruling does. I totally, I totally agree. And I, I mean, and like, I think, I think that people arguing for affirmative action says we don't want an advantage. Uh, we just want to be in the conversation, right? Because before we were being left out of the conversation. Um, and so, and then, like I said, I mean, only time would tell if that's, that's true or not, or, um, you know, or whatever the case may be, or I don't know if they, if when they came out with affirmative action, if they did a study and, and ruled and found out that that was the case. I, I think you know it was something that was just done to um, appease you know the minorities and um, you know make make them happy for the time for the time being. But and like I said, when affirmative action was introduced and and what today's life is now, uh, a lot has changed and a lot of has, has evolved. And um, I don't think affirmative action is today. Um, what it what it was what it was meant for and what it was uh, supposed to be when it was introduced back then too. So that's I mean so you got to take that into consideration too when you think about it because I think 
today people use it as a crutch people use it as a you know a, as a way to, to get in the door when um, that's not what it's supposed to be used for it was, it was like like we've talked about this whole time it was to uh, help prevent discrimination and like i said mm -hmm. not getting not getting advantage but just you know getting the conversation i think yeah i i, I agree with you and i would hope as a society we could look and say hey i think we've moved past this point right, right. where there was a lot of discrimination at that point yeah. but we've moved past that as a culture yeah. like we, we've taken a step forward where we right. don't have to to attribute that to every single decision that's made you know if there's a black candidate or a white candidate the decision was made based on merit right yep. not the color of their skin i would hope that, yep. that we get there um yep. but that being that being said i like the ruling i think it was a good ruling uh, like you said uh justice uh thomas is the one who, <laughs> who say what no, yeah, Clarence Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I call yeah. Justice Thomas Clarence Thomas. Hey, hey, no. um, which we're on first, it, we're on it, first it, same it, basis, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if there's somebody who could make that decision and and give the ruling, it's him, right? If you've ever looked at that, what he went through uh, to become on the Supreme Court, I mean, he got the book thrown at him, right? And he even said it in his hearing. He said, you know, this is a modern day lynching. It's literally what he said during that trial. Um, yeah, I mean, he was put through the ringer. And a lot of those people trying to keep him from being on the Supreme Court were Democrats. What do you know, right? They've completely flipped on that. But, I mean, Joe Biden, I, I'm pretty sure, was involved in that too, right? He was on the, the side that voted against him uh, getting into to so, the place that he's at now he's he's a he's a very he's a conservative so yeah um, i mean that's that's why and i think because he's conservative you know he says uh, a modern day you know lynching almost because he's basically he got it from both sides you know um you know not to be racist but like right you know the the white people you know were given a hard time because he is black right and then the the black people were given a hard time because he wasn't black enough and i say that in quotes because i hate the that white term. democrats let's make that very clear well Right, the well, white Democrats because, during well, that the, time. It wasn't the Republicans. Well, yes, Go look at the, the vote. Because the Go white Republicans, the, the white Republicans were getting what they want out of him, right? Well, like, what perfect candidate? You have a Republican who's black. You're like, oh my God, this is a this is a, any any your Supreme Court justice? Like, we win. So of course, you know, of course, but yes, like he was getting it from both sides. I, I'm from not yeah, just not about politics, but from on a, on a racist standpoint. And usually, you know, when something like this, you have a side to kind of you know that that supports you that you can fall back to um if not your own people and like he was uh, having a, a hard time of you know you know having a support system because he was you know they were all coming at him you know but like i said the republicans stood by him you know, obviously because you know he is a republican and, and he's um conservative but um just i'm talking about from you know the yale days growing up to where he is now um it wasn't easy for him and I, and you can tell that by uh the way he decides things and it, it's it, it does still stick with him in my opinion i mean I, absolutely it does I think it was yeah. sick with anybody with what he went through. And, and right. like I said, I, I, I like the guy. I, I've right. uh, watched a couple right. of documentaries on him. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he, he, he's a great Supreme Court right. justice. And like, like, I'm pretty sure even if someone listens to this, I, I'm pretty sure we'll have some comments calling him Uncle Tom and blah, 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 blah. You know, you're going to hear You're normal. And, and, and he's been, you know, dealing with his, his whole life. And um, you can't blame the guy uh, why he is the way he is today. And But, you know, it is what it is. And ask me, we talk about, you know, society and culture today. And, you know, that's another reason what's wrong with society and culture that people aren't white enough or people aren't black enough. That's, that's crazy to me. Like it blows my mind. 
I think it's a step backwards, right? I, I, I truly do. Um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully this will, will help. Uh, in, you know, one of the, the ways I've conformed my, my thoughts on this is I've, I've listened to a lot of uh, black kids in college, right? And, and it was particularly one guy talking to um, a bunch of, of black students within this college. And a lot of them didn't know if they were there based upon their merits or based upon their skin color. And I don't think that's good, right? If you're, if you get into a college, you should have the confidence that you got in there because you deserve to be in there. Right. And when things get hard in college and you go, well, I'm only in here because of my skin color. Like, are you really going to think that you can pull through it? But the kids that know that they're in there because they worked hard and because they deserved it, I feel like they would, you know, going, hey, I deserve to be here. I'm going to work my butt. You see what I'm saying? I I think it has a a bad effect on on kids that are in school, especially for the kids that do deserve it. Right. They did have have the merits to get in there, but they're plagued with. I don't really know because, you know, I, I think I may have got in here because of the color of my skin. You see how, you know, bad that would be for some kids. Yeah, but I think your merits speak for yourself. Like if you're, you're a four point kid, fifteen hundred ACT, you're on like National Junior Honor Society. You know, you get a scholarship. Like you know, you're there for a, a reason. You know, it's the kids that are like borderline BC students. You know, nine hundred on the AC, SAT. You know, the guys that are, are borderline kids that you know go either way. Those those are the guys that I, in my mind, should be worried. It's like, man, why, why, how did I really get in here because of my grades? Or did I get in here because I, mean, I was else, shocked right? with how many kids didn't know. Like, yeah, I was I mean, truly shocked. It was like seven out of ten. Like it, it was a lot. It was a lot, right? Because they don't. They don't. I mean, I, I guess you're right. you're right, right? The kids that just excelled, you know, right. tremendously, right? Those kids, right. but right. it was still in the back of their mind, yeah. right? Like it was still there because that's one of the ways you're admitted into to college, right? Right. So right. It's but still you're like there, but it's not top. really there. When you're top five percent, top ten percent in your school, like you know, you, I mean, you can go, you know, you can kind of pick where you want to go to. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be a question, right? Or obviously, like you know, if you get a scholarship, or you get a scholarship for a reason, right? So, but, but yeah, I mean, seven out of ten is is a huge number, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's in, in the back of people's minds, you know. But um, and and even, but but that should be motivation one way or the other. If you know, like I don't know if I got here because of this, but I'm in. So let's show them, let's prove to them that I, that I deserve it, and let's you know let's outwork and let's out, outdo the other people, right? Um, like let's make them, let's show them that we make that they made a good decision. So um, um, and not just or not be like, okay, well I'm in. They they let me in. Let me just do what I want, and you know you know, improve the other side's point that they shouldn't have been there. So, yeah. um, but it, but it's super interesting, and like I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, um, we'll see. I, it's so funny. I was like, my da- I was talking to my dad today. It's funny he brought it up because we were talking about how colleges uh, were are, are about to get rid of the SAT because they said the SAT is not it's not fair. I guess for all students, you know, and and obviously we kind of talked about like when I went to school, you know, I went I was I went to a private school and like. Like there's a class, there's a basically an SAT class mm-hmm. that like basically like told you the like not word for word, right? I don't want people to be like you cheated, but like you know, kind of prepped you for like <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the, sure. que- the the questions, yeah, how to you, answer the questions for the test, right? It was like, like yeah, it basically was like SAT prep prep class, and then you actually took like you know um, you know 
a, like a fake SAT, see how you did. You can take it, you know, you can take yeah. it for your time, whatever, you know. And then like my dad was just like, you know, the, the kids in the inner cities, you know, when I was growing, you know, when I was growing up, you know, because like we didn't have all that stuff. I was just told I had to be at be at the school at nine o'clock on a Saturday, and I was there for five hours. I didn't even know what we were doing, you know. So like, you know, obviously he was like, it's all about you know your product of your environment and the, and the opportunities not only that you're given, but um, you know what the you know, the resources that the, the, the school and the city and everything around you have, you know, and if the people don't have the, you know, and obviously I had more resources than other people. So technically, theoretically, I should do better. Right. And so um, based on that reason, I, he was saying, I guess they're, they're getting rid of the, the SAT, you know, so well, I mean, we'll see what, well, what happens. You know, but... the main reason, you know, the main reason is they say it's discriminatory <laughs> because not enough black kids are scoring high enough on the SATs to get into college. So therefore, like this goes back to my point, right? Therefore, it is racist. So yeah. you see what I'm saying? Like, I hate that our society defaults to that. Like defaults to it's gotta be racist. It's gotta be discriminatory. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe, just maybe the schooling within the inner cities has failed those kids. Like maybe that's it. Right. I'll give you a great example. In Tulsa, the most well-funded schools are North Tulsa and over there on Peoria. Those are the most well-funded schools, and they have the worst schools, right? Because oh, they spend T the money. The, Booker T is the best public school in the state, so uh, you can't. Yeah, no, no, can't I'm, I'm not talking about Booker T. Booker T. They're I'm they're, about Nathan, Nathan Hale and Edison. Right. Well, yeah, Nathan Hill is awful, but I mean, <laughs> my point exactly. Booker, Booker T is North Tulsa public school, so I, I mean, just that's why I put well, it in it's, there. it's yes. not as north yeah. as, as Edison and, and Nathan Hill. Yeah, it is. Have you ever been to Booker T? Booker T is way north than Nathan Hill. No, and not Edison. Edison. You know, not Edison. Beth actually, Beth her, her Beth her freshman year because it's uh, Beth dude, her freshman Edison, year actually went, Edison, went to Edison, get, dude. I mean, Edison is is rough, dude. It is really, really rough out like, there. Beth went, Beth went to Edison for like a semester when she was. Oh God! <laughs> I cannot see Beth at Edison. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I would pay to see that. <laughs> right, for sure. But but, uh, but anyway, yeah, but 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 you're right. Um, I, I just think yeah. that's a hard converse. That's a way harder conversation to have. Right. Then I, I think the easy conversation is it's got to be discrimination. It's got to be racism. Right? right. That's an easy that's an easy way to, to patch to patch it. But the, but the hard conversation is, hey, maybe we need to look at the public schooling system. Right. Hey, maybe we need to look at student or uh, teacher unions. Right. Maybe they're, they're hurting, you know, the ability to hire good teachers. Yeah. Stuff like that, right? right. Those are hard. One hundred percent. Well, like when when a teacher, a full time teacher, makes twenty thousand dollars a year, like who's going to be a teacher? Like what what talent, what game changer that's going to change a student's life wants to be a teacher for twenty thousand dollars a year? Like that's 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 issue number one for me. They 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 are way underpaid and underfunded for what they do. Absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But that that's our take on this. This is a, a something that we have to keep our eye on, yeah. right? I, I think uh, the mainstream media and the Democrats are going to scream and yell at the top of their lungs for quite some time, just like they did with Roe v. Wade. But uh, I think it's a good ruling. 
and uh, we'll see what actually happens as the future goes on. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, just real quick, just make a quick, quick sidebar on this. Did you see the video about the mama deer who stopped traffic? Have you seen this thing? <laughs> no. Dude, this blew me not. away. It absolutely you, blew me away. Do you okay, have a clip? So I don't. I don't have oh. a clip. I, the only clip I could find was like three people in the screen. It was like all choppy. Uh, but you can you can Google it, YouTube it. You can see the video with the commentary there. But I'm just going to give you the brief overview of what happened. So a guy is driving down the road and a deer is right in the middle of the road. And he comes up, it's not moving. He's honking the horn. It's not moving. And he stops. Right. And this deer is just not moving. So he gets out of his, his vehicle to maybe try to shoo it away, walks up, pets it. Right. It, it's just not moving. So he gets back in his car and the deer starts to, to kind of veer off and start running down the road. So he's like, I wonder if this deer's doing something. Like, I'm going to fall. He followed this deer for 10 minutes. And sure enough, the deer led this person to its little cub who was that was stuck in a net, in a soccer net. What? Right? I'm that's, dead that's serious. So this wild. guy gets out. He takes this baby out of the net, right? So, so first off, this deer ran probably a mile, right, or two, to stop traffic, to get help for it's baby that's stuck in a soccer net a mile and a half down the road, right? That's the first thing that you're like, that's, that's freaking insane, right? That should insane. not happen insane. whatsoever. Insane. Okay. This is a smart mama deer. This is a smart mama deer. Gets better though. So this person uh-huh. gets the cub out, right? Mm. Sends it on to the mom. He starts walking to its car. The mom and the cub come out of the forest. The mom stays here and the cub walks up to the person like away from the mom and gets down on all fours like this to the person. Stop. I'm dead serious. This is all this is, on video, right? This is I'm some not AI. making this up. This is I'm some AI generated it. stuff, bro. The, it was almost like a thank you, like for doing this. They both get together yeah. and, and go off. Like, this, dude, this is, is that not the most insane? I saw this video. I was just like, that blows me away. Like, it I'm was almost away. like a thank you. Like he gets on all fours and the guy like pets its head. And then they just run off. Like that entire story is nuts. I'm gonna find this video. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> it is freaking nuts, man. I know. I don't like that it. is just that's absolutely insane to me. I was just blown away by that video. If so, there's anyway. there's anyone out there that saved a deer and got bowed down by the <laughs> by the by the baby deer afterwards. Hey, let hey let us know. I, I, Dude, I, that's I want. Great. I need. I need video clips. I need video it's clips. it's absolutely one hundred percent on video, and you can find it right now on YouTube. So, anyways, let's move on to some sports. We, we will see. Oh, before we go to sports, I'm going to detour back. Have you been paying attention to the submarine that blew up? Yeah, yeah, I, I I have. You know, a lot of people lost their lives in that thing, and it's a little hard five, for me to talk five. about. Yeah. yeah, because it's just dumb. It's just dumb. I mean, it. No reason that those people should have lost their life. Um, the person who everybody involved in that should probably go to jail, in my opinion, uh, should be considered liable for that. Uh, I think all of them knew that it was like a 10% shot that it worked, right? A 90% shot that everybody loses right. their lives. Yeah. Um, should have never happened. So I, I just have a little bit of a tough time talking about it, just considering the lives that were taken from it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it just blows my mind that like this company, I'm not even going to say their name, uh, like, 
can exist, right? And then they're saying even on their website, still it's still like advertising for tours to the Titanic. Like what? Like yeah, that's what I, I read today. And you know, and so obviously you know the investigation's not over, and obviously I think that will change. But um, the fact a person or a company can come up and make an experimental anything, um, and and then risk people's lives, you know, for financial gain, just blows my mind. And and to, and to see like but like this submarine or some miserable, some miserable, whatever it is, um, was allowed to do what it did and go to the depths that it went to. Uh, it's just wild. And like, it, it literally consumed from when it was announced that this thing was missing until I found it until like seeing the pic- pieces of the wreckage being pulled up. It's consumed, consumed me. I went down the rabbit hole, bro. And I could talk about this forever and I'm not going to, but I, you know, I'm sorry for the people who lost their lives, but, um, I think this is going to like open other people's eyes and this is going to be regulated and they're going to make sure this never happens again. So, um, they should, th- there's going to be they, some, they, I, they should. Yeah. There's going to be some good that comes from it, but I, I hate it. It had to go to this extent. And, you know, there's so many red flags along the way. There's so many people that told this guy it needs more testing. It needs more this and it needs more that. And he just ignored it. And he was just a maverick and he just kept on pushing it. Right. And, and I think I'll, even on this day, this was the fifth trip. And, you know, and each, each time they went down, you know, it degraded, um, you know, the, the sub and, you know, it just had enough, but it's crazy, man. I just want to know, see if you're following it. Cause I, I followed it pretty heavy. And, uh, I, I did, just, I, I, I did, man. It just, it's sad. Yeah. It's just sad to it's, me. It's, 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 really, it's super really sad. sad. It's, it's very sad. So, uh, anyway, we can move on to sports now. I just wanted to see you, see if you uh, pay attention to that. I, I think the, the rule is don't go in a submarine that's controlled by PlayStation controller i mean it wasn't even a wasn't even a playstation controller it wasn't it wasn't even this okay it was uh, like a like a modified version a 20 dollar walmart logitech controller the great value the great yes, value controller. it wasn't it wasn't even the yeah. real deal it's some cheap knockoff one i'm like if yo Ridiculous. if i get in if i get in anywhere and i see that bad boy i'm out i'm like Mm-mm, no we ain't mm, we ain't doing that nope nope so, I don't not happening it. it is so funny so i'll tell you a quick story real quick that i read uh, so there was another uh, father-son couple that was supposed to go, and they, after looking at this thing and hearing it, they're like, "No, nah, we don't, we don't. It's not safe. We're not going to do it." And so the owner flew to see them to try to talk him into doing it. And the guys like, the guys like, and I, they, they flew in some really like small like regional airport. And he's like, "Why did you fly into this airport?" So like the main airport. He's like, "Oh, I flew in an uh, experimental airplane that I built, and like a two-seater airplane that he built." Like this guy was off the rails, dude. And like, and and so like, he, they're like, they're like, like once we even heard that, I was like, we were out even more. Right? No, we're not. We're not doing this. You know. So it was crazy. Another story. Last one. The dude's the dude's wife. I want to say her grandparents were on the Titanic and had and died in the Titanic. Oh. The own the owner's wife had grandparents on the wow. Titanic. That's and crazy. I, like, like it's like coming like full circle. Like it's so wild, bro. But anyway, like That's the nuts. connections, yeah, nuts. Like out of all the places, like you die or like all the places that you're interested woman. in, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> dude, like she can't get away. Like she's like, no, don't even say the word. Anything starts with a T, yeah, I'm out. Like don't do it. So anyway, <laughs> like the more I see, the more I the more I dig into this, I I see all these things, and I'm like, this is wild. And then it makes me think, like, what other crazy things are happening out here like this? Like that people like. Blows my mind. That's I'm glad. This much of news I'm glad. 
Yeah, but I'm like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a ticket. I'm so glad I don't have money because like I don't want to be tempted by any <laughs> any of this crazy stuff. But anyway, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. Anyway, anyway, uh, we actually have quite a few stuff in sports to talk about, so let's let's do that. Uh, I know it's, it was announced a little bit ago, but I was watching some like college football highlights, and I was like, dude, I'm so excited for college football. Like, I can't wait. Um, and we all know OU and Texas are joining the SEC in 2024, and they announced OU's opponents. Um, it actually, it's actually pretty favorable for OU. Like everyone's like, OU is going to join the SEC and get smashed. Well, mm, at least I, I disagree with it being that favorable. I don't think it's that favorable. Well, I, I think, I think it's favorable considering the teams they could play. Let's talk about it. Okay. Home games. And so obviously they're going to sell out every home game, but they get Bama at home in Norman. Like if you have a shot against three Bama, games. it's going, it's going to be oh, three, three, games. three, three conference games. Right. And I'll tell you why, but three conference, three home conference games. So this is not, obviously we don't know their, their like non-conference schedule. They, they pick sure. those later, um, but your conference games, three games, Bama. So let's say that's, let's say that's an L Bama L South Carolina. Uh, okay. A w. All right. Ch- chill out with the L's. Okay. Like, let's, <laughs> let's not give win or losses on this. Let's, let's say, is it a victory that they get to play Alabama at, at a, Norman? That's, that's a, w, a moral, right? That's, that's a, a w, that's a win right? in the schedule, yes. right? Uh, South Carolina. Do you know? Don't care either the, way. Do you Don't know care who the quarterback? Do you know the quarterback South Carolina is? No. Uh, you're do supposed you? To. Yeah, yeah. And then I forgot. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was OU's quarterback last year. That uh, Lincoln Riley was there. That got that got replaced. Williams. Now, Spencer Rattler. Oh, Spencer Riley. Spencer Rattler. Rattler. Yeah, yeah Spencer I mean, Rattler. He you was don't, awful. You don't, I don't You don't care. remember Spencer Rattler? He was I awful. do remember him, but he was okay. awful, so I forgot yeah. him. So, he was yeah. terrible. And then, and then Caleb, oh. Williams, Caleb Williams came and took his spot, right? And then it was all – it was history. So, yeah. Rattler – Don't care if that's home or away with South Carolina. Okay. All right. W. That's a win. And then Tennessee. Home game. Great, great. Yeah, Tennessee's oh, what? not that good either, so I could uh, go either way. I don't care that they're at Tennessee's home. Tennessee's decent. Uh, away, away is not bad either. Auburn, meh. Auburn, uh, Auburn is pretty good. I'll Auburn take Auburn good. at home other than Tennessee <laughs> for sure. Auburn's away, and then you go down to Death Valley, and you you've witnessed some LSU fans already. You know how LSU yep. fans get down. That's a, that's, a, that's not a good matchup there away that's, at LSU. That's, that's not a good matchup. And then Missouri cupcake, bro. Cupcake okay. and Missouri. Ole Miss cupcake. Cupcake. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I, okay. The, I, I and get then, what you're stepping in here. And then the neutral site. So we only got four home games because we're Bowl. listed, we're listed as the home team against Texas. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's at the cotton bowl. So that's why no, we I'm, only I'm have, with you there. I, after so. you know, after doing a dive into it, I mean, I, I would say it's not bad, it's not good, right? It, it's neutral. Right. I, I think uh, I would like to see uh, like Auburn at home other than South Carolina or Tennessee. Um, yeah. I think you, you can't put Alabama and LSU at home, both of them. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. You got to divide them. I mean, those are the top two. So, yeah. Um, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I, yeah. I would like to see more home games. I'd like to have four home games, but, you know, that's you just got- the way the cookie crumbles this year. Right. So, well, if, if you uh, want to continue playing Texas at the Cotton Bowl, because they're you know next the in 2025 they'll have 
four home games because they'll be the away team against Texas, sure. right? Sure. And then, but then, and then that takes away an away game, basically. So, yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I, you know, I I know you don't want to say talks about wins and losses, but they might come out like with just two losses out of this. Well, I mean, two losses would be fine, actually. Right. Uh, I'm like, if you, you take it, L, but if you take one L against Bama and LSU from. No, I mean, if you take a loss between Alabama and LSU, I mean, you have to win one of those games, period. Right? right? You, you have to win some of the hard games. Have to. Right? right? If you take yeah. a loss to somebody like Ole Miss or Tennessee, you know, I think that's actually better than losing to Alabama and LSU. Like, you have to beat a good team. Right? You have yeah. to prove that you're able to beat a good team. Yeah. So, if they can win that Alabama game at home, that's the big one. That's the absolute monster there. Or at least keep oh, yeah. it freaking close, right? Yeah. Don't get just smashed in Norman. Please don't do that. Like, let's keep it close. Let's really try to win this one. But, hey, Norman, Norman's going to be rocking, right? And, you know, obviously we have one more season till we get there. You know, I think our coach our coach is going to get him, get him ready, right? So uh, I agree with you. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting what happens. But, like, I, I think knowing looking at the schools in SEC – you know, this is not a bad uh, schedule for your for your first go for, for your first go around. You know, you don't you don't get the Georgias, no Floridas, you know, um, no no Kentucky Wildcats up in there. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I would love that matchup. I I definitely take that one. Uh, oh yeah, you know, you know, Mark Stoops coming and you know taking taking you know revenge over his brother's old school. I don't know. But anyway, uh, team could beat Kentucky. Come on now. <laughs> That's crazy talk. Practice anyway, squad. Practice squad. Hey, you know, OU's looking good. They had a good uh, recruiting class uh, this past year and uh, a little got some good transfers coming in. So I'm excited, man. But um, yeah, take out with you. Either, you beat Bama or LSU, you're you're in good shape. Um, moving on to the Even NFL. If you lose to Alabama but beat Auburn. Take take those away games. I think we're sitting just fine. So if you think you win all your away games and you just take an L against Alabama, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. You think that's a, that's enough to play in the SEC championship game, or do you think you have to run the table? Depends on how LSU does, right? If LSU if Alabama beats LSU, then yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, if LSU beats Alabama. I don't I don't think we have a shot at it. Although I, I'm not too familiar with the SEC, you know. Uh, which side of the the bracket they're on, right? right. I, I'm not too familiar with it. I should probably get more familiar with it, considering they're <laughs> right. using the SEC now. Well, I, I'm I not think they're willing gonna... to do that just yet, but maybe in a year. <laughs> right, I, and I, I think it's still up in the air because they don't know like how like you know with Texas and Oklahoma joining, they don't know how it's going to shake out either. So yeah, um, I'm with you. But but we shall see. Uh, moving to the NFL, obviously there's no games, there's no free agency to talk about, but there is betting in the NFL going on. Uh, we've talked about this um, before, um, just how bad you know gambling and betting in sports is, and how it's kind of ruining the game or the integrity of the game. Um, and NFL's taking a deeper dive, right? And they they, they busted four more guys today: um, Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Berry, uh, and Demetrius Taylor. Um, Rogers and Berry were both playing for the Colts. Taylor was a free agent. Um, they got suspended indefinitely, like so. They're definitely out for 2023 season, and who knows what's going to happen after that, right? Um, and the reason why they got suspended definitely, they were actually betting on NFL games. Uh, and even uh, Rodgers was even had bet on the Colts, right? So, that, I mean, obviously that's a that's a big no-no in sports. 
Um, it definitely violates the integrity of the game. And, you, you know, the guys that can actually make an impact on the outcome of the game, um, it definitely just, you know, it's not good for the sport. Another guy, Nicholas Petit-Fair, uh, he was suspended by six games. And he was actually got he, – he was just betting on different sports, but it was in the workplace. And that's one of the NFL's rules that you can't do it in the workplace. And I'll, I'll read you the rules here in a second. Um, so, like, so those guys – Indefinitely, and then a six-game suspension. But uh, you know, that's earlier this year. There's four Lions players, another Washington player. Um, they were also caught, you know, betting. Um, they got suspended. Uh, the Colts players got cut from their team, and two Lions players got, you know, cut from their team. And so their careers might be over. Like they might not find another spot after. Uh, they might be playing in the XFL next year. So <laughs> we, we we shall see. But here's here's the NFL six rules, and I, I want to hear what what your thoughts are uh, after I read them. Six rules. Obviously, don't bet on the NFL. Uh, number two, and this is, this one's kind of the gray area that I kind of want to hear what you think. Uh, don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel. Uh, number three, don't have someone bet for you. Number four, don't share team inside information, obviously. Number five, don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. So no trips to Vegas. Uh, number six, don't play daily fantasy football, which we all love what's your thoughts on betting on sports being an athlete and betting on sports what can you do what can't you do Ruben Mitchell oh man um you know we've talked about this before um I obviously think that betting on NFL games when you're involved in it should absolutely be a no-no right right if you can affect the outcome of a game that hurts the integrity uh, of the sport and in the game itself. So obviously uh, I'm 100% against that. Um, gambling on other sports. I don't really understand why people can't do that. Right. Um, that doesn't make much, much sense to me. Um, so on that standpoint, I mean, the, the four guys that were betting on NFL games, I get that, you know, that suspension, Right. Especially I, I the guys that are betting betting on on or for their own team, right? Sure. I mean, even even if even if it's uh even if it's you know for their team to win, I still don't. I I just it just sounds a little sticky. You know what I mean? Right. It just doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. right. So right. I, I agree with that. Um, you know, don't have somebody bet for you. Completely understand that, right? If you're going to bet, you're going to have to bet yourself. Um, and you would have to prove that it wasn't on an NFL, you know, uh, pay line. But I mean, even that, you, you, I mean, you can't even bet on other sports. It sounds like, unless it's outside of the NFL season, right? Yeah, which which is reasonable. I, right. You know, I, I'm kind of fine with that rule, right? When it's NFL, yeah. don't don't do other bets, right? Um, yeah, I, I don't. I think people should be people should be a, a, a able to to go by these rules these, these aren't that difficult i thought it was going to be way worse than this like you, you can't <laughs> bet when you are employed by an nfl team you know right. something along those lines but it's basically saying don't bet on the nfl don't bet during the season yeah. right and don't have somebody else bet for you pretty yeah. simple right yeah. i i don't see anything wrong with it yeah um uh, obviously, like more and more players are getting busted for for uh, gambling. Do, do you see this as a problem? Do you think like the majority of players gamble? No, like you you don't think this is like a widespread problem? No, I, I don't. Not it may be people betting on other sports, 
Yeah. But I don't, I, I think, I think if you're a sports guy betting on like teams and on yourself while playing just mm. isn't right. You know what I mean? If, if you're a sports guy, I mean, you, it just doesn't sound right. Like I said, like, I don't think, I, I think, I think betting outside of the NFL is, you know, I'm sure a lot of people do that, right? Yeah, Any yeah. athlete, right. Likes to bet. I mean, I, I bet oh, yeah. when I play golf, right. It's not a right. huge amount of money, but I'm competitive as shit. Right. I right. love to compete and I love yeah. having something on the line when I compete. Right. And I'm sure, you know, top level athletes are the same way. It's, there's just something about having something on the line, you know, watching the sport, it, all those different things. So I'm sure gambling outside of the NFL is, is pretty prevalent, but betting on the NFL or on certain teams while being a player. Right. I don't think a lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. And even you know, the, the biggest culprit was Isaiah Rogers, but like, you know, they say he placed over a hundred bets around a hundred bets, but all, most of his bets were like in the $25, $50 range. Right. You can't I don't even get, know why you do that. Yeah. It's so you dumb. Can't get, why would you, you can't do get, that? You can't get rich over that. Right. Or you, I don't I mean, get you, can't, it. And you, you can't go broke over that. You know, the highest thing, the highest one he bet was a thousand dollars. Someone who has like a multi-million dollar contract and the highest oh, thing was a thousand dollars. And you know, so obviously he's, he got suspended indefinitely over this. So, like, you know, obviously it wasn't worth his while if you're only throwing down 25. I mean, we, we can do 25 bucks, right? So and, yeah. and he's doing $25 bets. It's kind of crazy, but um, it is what it is. And we'll, we'll see if, if he can find his way. Um, these guys can find their way back into the league because they're out at least the 2023 season. Um, their teams have waived them, you know, so now they're no longer under contract. And so we'll, we'll see what, where they land and we'll see if uh, any other players – get uh, dinged on the on the, the gambling so, and in sports so the, the one rule that i don't get is don't play daily fantasy football so i think i, I think it's since it's like daily fantasy football i think that what's, what's the thing you do that that involves money like, fan that you, yeah fan duel. so i i, I do that yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time right but i so bet I like think two it, bucks Right, <laughs> right. So I think it's FanDuel and DraftKings. It's not like how we do like the Yahoo yeah, but, and the ESPN fantasy football stuff. Yeah, but even at that, it's like I mean, I don't, I don't get that because that's not right. That's not betting on a team, or you're not deciding a game, right? right? Like, I think. Right. Well, like, I mean, I, like, guess I guess maybe inside stuff and like, right? He, okay, I, I mean, I think you can navigate through that. I, these I, these I guys would have inside information right and so yeah. like okay you can't you can't pick like if he plays for the colts you say what's uh the, the running back jonathan uh, uh taylor jonathan taylor right you're like oh jonathan taylor uh pulled a hamstring you know what I, i'm going to take him out of my lineup because i know he's not going to play you know like the, the inside information that, okay. g- that gives them a little advantage over the normal person that's all that's, right. that's all that's all i can get from it i don't know i'm with so, you i understand uh, that <laughs> uh, you know we follow ORU a lot you know we've had this conversation that they went a long ways um their coach Fulmer you know we had a conversation it's like yo if he gets approached by a big big school with big money is he, is he going to take off and you, you know we kind of went back and forth because uh he is a loyal guy to ORU and he's been at ORU for a long time he might want uh, a new opportunity new horizons um but he decided no he's going to stay at ORU he has signed a new contract and extension um, he's going to see this out and he's going to stay. So, or you wins national championship. <laughs> well, I mean, first off, um, you, Justin called it. He, he said he believed Fulmer was going to stay. Yeah. And, you know, Justin has, has talked about Fulmer and 
in great detail and uh, has given him nothing but praise every time we've talked mm. to him. Right. Yeah. So I think we understood having that kind of inside uh, relationship with, with uh, Justin and, and, you know, uh, Fulmer coaching him that he's a hell of a coach. Yeah. Right. I think that's what got our suspicions up so much is we knew that he was a very, very good coach and he has the yeah. opportunity to go. But we also knew from Justin that he's a, he's a good man. He's a loyal man and he loves or Roberts, right. Mm. Loves or Roberts. And uh, it held true. Right. I, I'm sure some money was thrown his way. So yeah. for, for him to stay and to be dedicated to that program, um, you know, more power to him. I, I give him more props. Um, for staying and trying to build that, that program. I think he'll go, go down in old Roberts history as probably one of the, the best baseball coaches to come through there. So, um, you know, congrats on, on signing the the new contract, but thank you for staying. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, like we don't have the details of the contract yet, but like you said, it, it had to be pretty lucrative. It had to be probably a big step up from what he was paying. You know, people around Oklahoma, people uh, around ORU, everyone knew what kind of coach he was, but you know, he was on the national stage this year. He won coach of the year this year. Right. Um, you know, people know who, who he is now. Right. So um or you were smart for locking him down uh, and get him an extension and, and hopefully, you know, keep, keep this uh, show, show rolling because ORU's got some good, uh, some good, you know, apparently he's not the only good coach at ORU too. The whole staff, people just love these guys. So um, keep, keep the whole group together and, you know, keep that, uh, you know, whatever equation, whatever, you know, whatever thing is working for them. And hopefully, you know, they can make a couple more trips to Omaha. So um, well, congrats, I mean, congratulations. it starts with the head coach, starts yeah. with the head coach, right? You know that, right? Right. Yep. Playing at a, a D1 school starts with the head coach and yep. the head coach can draw some, some great assistant coaches, some, some great hitting coaches, some great pitching coaches. So, yep. you know, as long as Fulmer's there, I think the coaching staff will be uh, filled with some great talent. Right. Yep. But it starts there in, you know, knowing that he's going to be there uh, for a little bit uh, gives me a little hope that they may be able to make another run at this thing. Right. It took them 50 years to get back. To it, <laughs> right? right. So, I mean, yeah. To say that they're going to have a chance for another one is a long shot, but I think with Fulmer at the steering wheel, I think there's definitely a chance. And yeah, with, no. with getting coach of the year, like, this is coach of the year. That's a big yeah. award. That's Huge. hard yeah. to get. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think it's going to bring in some good talent, good coaching. Uh, they already have good coaching, but I think they will continue to have a shot to get to Omaha, you know, for a little bit. So let's, let's just hope he, he holds true to that. I think he will. But yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do with this program. Yeah, me me too, me too. Uh, sticking in baseball, going to the MLB. Uh, I just guys, dude, what Otani's doing right now in the Major League Baseball is absolutely mind blowing. And I, I'm not a big baseball guy. I know you are. Maybe we should get your dad on and talk about this. But have you have you seen? Has this ever been done before? What he's doing in Major League Baseball? He has he has 29 homers. He leads the MLB in home runs and he's a pitcher, right? He's batting 309. That's phenomenal. And he's a pitcher, right? Um, he's a 302 ERA. He has 127 Ks right now and the 73 record. It's ridiculous. What a uh, couple days, two days ago, playing against the White Sox, he had two home runs and then he had 10 Ks and they won four to two. And the only reason why they took him out pitching because he cracked his fingernail. Like who knows how he would have ended um, 
if uh, he got to continue to play. Uh, he had four at bats. He got on, got on base all four times. Like I said, two of them were home runs. Like have have we seen like people talk about Bo Jackson and being that the two sport guy and. Uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and some of these, you know, the Griffies and all these like amazing players. Have we seen someone like this before ever? Look, if you've got young kids, take them out to see this guy. He's he's a once in a generation player. We haven't seen somebody like this since Babe Ruth. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Get your kids out there. If you have a chance to see this guy, go watch him because 50, 100 years from now, they will be talking about him. Because he comes around once every hundred years, right? We yeah. saw it in Babe Ruth, and I think we're seeing it in this kid, right? I mean, I, I don't know how else I can, can express <laughs> how right. amazing this actually is, right? Because pitchers don't hit, period. No, no. Right? That went away a long time ago. And yep. to see a kid be probably, you know, one of the best hitters in the MLB and be one of the best pitchers in the MLB, I think will not happen right. maybe ever again but at least we're not going to see another person like this for another hundred years right yeah get your kids out to watch the watch him play if you get a chance because i'm telling you you'll talk about it 50 years down the line you know he will say i got to watch him play just like right. everybody that got to watch babe ruth play right that's a huge thing for them when they talk baseball so he's he's amazing I'm all for it. I think he is he is phenomenal. I think he's, you know, a once in a hundred year player. I'm going to take my kids out and see him, right? Whenever yeah. he gets near uh, Arlington and my kids are old enough to where they can actually sit through right. a baseball game. Right. right. And appreciate it, right? And appreciate it. You're exactly, cause yeah. I, I, I appreciate it, right? I, I think it would, would be uh, amazing just to say that you saw him down the line, right? Anything can happen anything can happen get hurt whatever but even if it even if he isn't in the in the league two years from now still what he's accomplished in his you know small career is absolutely unheard of and i don't think we'll we'll see it again for a long time so i'm all i'm i'm hook line and sinker <laughs> I think it's great. he he is he is great you know people are talking about you know um him being traded during during the um, this season and stuff like that but when when he gets traded or when he, he you know makes signs his next contract this contract might be the biggest contract um in maybe all sports in the united states because like he Should is be. that he's that good of a player and he's that valuable when you know you can go and pitch and then get behind the, the plate you know and he's a home run threat at the exact same time so it's crazy man um, the angels are actually they're sitting second right now or they're tied for second maybe half game out uh, of second um, out out there in the West, so he's actually got the, him and Trout got them playing pretty pretty well um, for for the Angels because the rest of the team is pretty trash. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, dude, I, I just had to, I saw the highlights. You know, I saw that you know was watching the game where ten Ks in six and a half innings and then two home runs like that that has to be spoken about, man. So uh, props to him. But he, that's, that's phenomenal. But um, moving on, last thing in sports, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, Tennessee State, which is which is the HBCU, the historically black college university, uh, is coming out with the first HBCU team with a men's hockey team. I love I, it. I don't I don't know if I should clap or I, sh I don't know if I should gasp because I mean I I don't know how many I don't know how many dudes can 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 skate, bro. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't know how many how many out there can can, can twiddle that stick, bro. I don't know, but uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Good, good for them, pleasure. man. Good, no, good, it's, good it's awesome. Them, it's, it's awesome. awesome. It's, it's awesome. awesome. And I, I, I can't, I can't wait to see them compete and see and see what they can do. But they established a relationship with NHLs, the the Predators. You know, they share a, a home together, right? Um, and so now they have a pro, you know a program with college hockey, the NHL, and the Predators. You know, to to actually build a decent hockey program and see if they can compete. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they're not going to be D1, but uh, probably in the D2 ranks and and uh, you know start start hockey um in tennessee at, at tennessee state so i thought it was kind of cool uh, yeah no i, I agree with you hockey is a up-and-coming you know sport that we're seeing more and more of uh, within the youth right same with yeah. lacrosse right yeah. kind of those those uh not the the mainline sports so it yeah. doesn't surprise me that more and more colleges are are adding hockey to the um you know to the athletics within those universities and colleges um yeah. so i i'm interested to see how they do Right. Yeah. Hopefully they didn't put it together just to, to say they have a, a team. Right. Right. And then then they just get spanked. Like I actually want them to, to be good. <laughs> yeah. Right? Be competitive at least. Right. Be competitive. But right. it, it's an up and coming sport. And we're going to see more and more of this. I think we're going to see it on the lacrosse field. I think we're going to see it in hockey. Um, di- different sports like that that haven't necessarily been the bread and butter. Uh, but yeah. they're up and coming. So I, I, I hope they can go on and, and do some good things. Yeah, lacrosse. I mean, obviously in Oklahoma, lacrosse is like huge. In it's always been big on the east and west coast, especially the east coast. But lacrosse, like youth lacrosse in Oklahoma, is just blowing up. It's getting uh, big. Uh, it's getting so big. Like everyone I, I, I that has like young boys, I'm talking to them. They're all like, "Oh, sign them up for lacrosse this year." I'm like, "What?" And like everyone's playing lacrosse. It's it's wild. But I don't know if people realize like how hard hockey is. Like you know, it's ridiculous. To, it really to is. skate skate the way they true to control a stick and that puck the way like hockey is probably one of the hardest sports um to play out there so um kudos to them i hope they hope they can pull it off and they can have uh some success um, I agree with you. the very last thing i'll touch on um you you off the air we kind of talked about it uh the nba free agency started today um there's been some signings i think the big the biggest signing is kyrie irving he signed back with the mavs for a three-year 200 or 126 million dollar deal um so he he um and luca are going to try to make it work uh because obviously if anyone saw the end of last season the mavs were struggling with them on the court so uh, <laughs> so i hope i hope they can put it together because they're two two great players um that that does you know deserve to make a good good run in the nba but uh but what what would you like to see in the NBA happen, man? Like, what what makes you excited about the NBA? Like, like we know we don't we don't like the super teams, no, right? We don't like the Thunder, the Thunder, and they suck. So, not a ton <laughs> of stuff, right? Well, like you know, the Kyrie right. Irving deal. I mean, just I don't I don't get it. I don't think he's worth yeah. 126 million whatsoever. Right. They didn't get better with him, you know. On no, the team. maybe you know maybe they need to to gel whatever yeah you know he has off the court issues uh he's been mm. traded about 15 times over the last five years mm. but you know i i think what what i'm excited about is is the the draft yeah right? seeing seeing somebody like the kid from france come in who's six five and can shoot you know from deep I, that excites me to see the evolution of the game but some of these deals that are coming across my phone i'm just like what <laughs> What? Kyrie Irving, right. three year, hundred and twenty six million. Like I don't right. even know he's gonna make it three more years. Right. Like honestly, right. he might. like that dude just up and left one time, and like nobody knew oh, yeah. what had happened to him. Yeah, he right? just like, you're, for like you're committing that weeks. much to him. 
like yeah. that that makes no sense so yeah. you know and, and, but for me what excites me is the thunder and they're getting good draft picks they're getting better slowly and slowly and slowly like like me and you talked about the day the day that that they uh you know traded off everybody it was the, it was the mm. last time we were in the playoffs me and you both were like well I'm not going to watch NBA for like, <laughs> right. Yeah, Cause we, yeah. cause we have about four or five years to, right. to get back up to where we were, which I don't right. think, you know, we'll ever get to that point. But anyways, uh, we're starting, I think it's been about four years. So yeah. we're, we're going to start seeing a lot of progress um, in the thunder. So, so that excites me, but some of these deals, I'm just, I don't get. Oh yeah. The, the money's insane. And like I said, the, like the guys aren't great. Right. And so it, it's wild, but I do think, uh, yeah. I do, I think, okay. See, I could, when we were right there, uh, we were right We were what we were in the play in playoff. Right. And we, we, and we lost in the play in playoff. So we're right there. Um, like I said, a couple, a couple more years of, uh, some of the young guys getting his experience and some good draft picks. I think, okay. See, we'll never, have three superstars like what was the chance for us to have Harden, KD, and never you know, again. And, and Westbrook, right? And like, never like I don't again. think I don't think we realized what we had um, at the time. It'll, it won't happen again. But I do It'll think make me you know, sick my stomach. <laughs> I do think we, there's some guys on this team that can that can produce, and you know we can you know maybe be a four or five seed. You know we can make a, a decent run at this, right? So, um, well, did you see what uh, ESPN put up the other day? What was it? It was a picture of Harden, Russ, and Durant all together in the Thunder uniforms. Oh, yeah. My brother sent it to me, and I about yet. I was so upset. I was like, that still makes me mad to this day. Yeah. You can still make me mad. You can find that the pictures of Harden, like, like before the baby beard. face, the, the, the baby face, you're like, Oh my goodness. So huh. yeah, like dude. we had like, we, we had lightning in a bottle. We had lightning yeah. in a bottle. And I, I, I know it's probably for other, we lost them for other reasons outside of basketball, but, uh, but man, that hurt, you know, we're yeah. up, but th- three games to one and we blew it. But anyway, that's yeah. old, old news. Yep. Old news. I'm with that's all we got. Well, my- that's all we got for sports, bro. So, Good. uh, cause money, I'm yeah. not gonna lie right now. I have to use the restroom so bad. <laughs> like if you can see me, I'm rocking back and forth right now. I thought so we got we I gotta s- cut this thing off. I saw your little antsy. Saw your little antsy. <laughs> no, okay. I keep rocking let's, back and forth because I'm like, let's, let's go. Let's wrap it up. Let's, let's go. wrap it up. I don't know if I'm gonna make it through up. this thing. <laughs> okay, let's go. Until until next time, bro. Until I, what I will say is God is good. God is good. God is so good. He, Absolutely. he blesses me every single day. He blesses you every single day. Mm. He, he, you know, day by day, live day by day with him. I promise you it'll make your life better. 100%. 100%. Put your faith, 100%. your trust in him. He will not let yep. you down. And don't, 100%. don't lose faith during the hard times. Like just keep the faith and everything will be okay. 100%. I'm, I'm living proof of it. Proof, uh, living proof of it. <laughs> and on Monday I'm starting with the Jesus portion. Cause I do have some stuff I want to talk about. I love so it. I, I love just it. Can't, we, we, I just can't get through it tonight. We haven't had a good I'm, one in a while. We, go. we need to get a good one out. All right. All right. Hey, I've like, got to get like, going. So. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Love you, brother. Until next Does time.